Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM. I'm cutting in the music a little earlier than usual because I've got something cool to play ya. Normally I would tell you the episode, but this one, this one is special. So this is What the Dice, and here is a clip. I have some freaking amazing news. Are you guys ready for it? Mm-hmm. This episode, right now, that we are currently recording, is episode 50. Awesome. So we are halfway to my goal of 100 episodes for uh, season one. What? Nice. We rock. So I want to thank you guys a bunch for sticking with me for 50, 50 hours of... D of Pathfinder. We haven't died yet. Uh, that depends on who you're talking to. Some of us have come close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Defibulus did almost die in uh, the Cursed Swamp. Well, I also almost died because someone shot me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot I shot you. Took more damage from you than I did the boss. <laughs> was like a whopping six points. <laughs> I don't think it was more than that. It wasn't. I, I, at worst, it was like eight. I don't shoot anybody, so... <laughs> I do have a bow. No, you just say hi and then hug things. I hug things. That is right. This is episode 50, and this is What the Dice. Sit back, relax, and let's get on with this week's episode. We look around. The camp is cleaned up. The fire that was once burning is now a dull flame. The sun is rising and the ocean salt air caresses our face. Looking over at the storyteller, he seems to dust off ash that has been flung about from the raging fire the night before. Ah, you see, once a fire is burned, you have ashes to deal with. The embers might still be warm. That is also the truth when things go wrong. Yes, the team defeated Argaroth the Argaroth, but they were not able to save the town from being set ablaze by a magma drake. Well, now they are in the town and they must make amends and help who they can. Sit back, me friends, and hear me tale. Iron Haven is burning around you. Survivors that have been found are being quarantined by the paladins. Would you guys like to return to the Holy City, or would you like to stay here and help? Well, I think I'm probably going to stay here for at least a little bit and help out, because... Yeah, at least till, like, end of day, you know, 
what seems like a reasonable, okay, what's left is cleaning up, but we obviously need to get back kind of thing. But the disaster immediately just happened. There are people to help. There are people to comfort. There, There's questions to be asked. What happened? Did the dragon appear out of the, uh, right above them? Did it, did it fly towards them? Why was the jail the first thing to attack? Were there peoples first? Like, there's a thousand questions to answer. So Kalila would be wanting to dig for what happened. All right. So we'll do Kalila first. Kalila. Mm-hmm. The buildings that remain in your area, you have the temple itself, what looks like a healing area, like a, a building that they used for healing, and an area that children, like a schoolhouse, that seem to be undamaged. Hmm. That's really interesting that those are undamaged. But she's going to try and find somebody who is not immediately engaged in, you know, suffering from horrible wounds. But, you know, I don't want to say the mayor because not him, but, you know, somebody, a, a, a guard that she recognized, maybe one of the mercenaries that were here that she has already talked to. Somebody that could at least give her a decent answer. So... Asking around, a lot of people are in shock. You find one man who seems to have dug out a small bottle of mead and is sitting on a piece of timber that has finally been put out. He seems to be surveying the town with sorrow in his eyes as he starts to break the wax seal on the bottle. Looking up at you, he offers you a drink. No, thank you. Can you answer a few questions? He gives a solemn nod. What happened? Well, we were all sitting, enjoying a meal, enjoying a drink. When the bells started to ring, the warning chimes of the cathedral, an attack was coming. The mercenaries grabbed their weapons and headed to the front gate. The remaining guards ran out and started taking defensive positions. Then the roar. The roar of a drake that seemed to echo in my skull. Then the screaming started and the fighting the fires burning, buildings falling around me. Then it just started to fade away. The roars stop, but the fires remained. Good nod. He takes a large drink of the mead and looks up at you. There hasn't been a drake in this area in the longest of times. I mean, you did see a drake. He shrugs, he goes, I've traveled many a land and there's a few, a few lands where drakes are still prevalent and they're protected. I can't tell you the last time I saw one here. Do you have an idea of how long it might have been? He gives a, a light shrug as he takes another large gulp of mead. 
Big nod and thank him for his time and realize he's probably just in too much shock to really remember if all he can remember is the incident and then all of a sudden being here. Yeah. And we'll proceed to help people. Clyde, what would you like to do? I will join the paladins and help people. All right. So as you begin, go ahead. I like the heal skill. I only have one more lay on hands. So unless somebody is like about to die, I'm not going to use that. Um, so I can use that with bandage and stuff. So as you begin to help them, a lot of it is pulling debris out of the way and trying to find people who are not injured or who are lightly injured or anyone that has what they are now calling the bone affliction are being put into a still maintained storehouse. They're given proper medical treatment as they can and is brought food and blankets and clothing. But other than that, they are not allowed to exit that building. They are being quarantined because they don't know what is going on. You find, you find several other people who have the same ailment. Pieces of flesh are burned away and all that remains is bone. They seem like normal people. You don't sense evil about them. They're just in shock and scared. And it's not just men. There are women and children who all have this strange affliction. Hmm. Okay. I'll just take note of how it reacts to people and how it presents on them as well so I can tell Holy See eventually when we get there. Okay. Defibulous. What would you like to do? Defibulous is going to see if there's people that he needs to help pull out of wreckage use some of his water, pour it on them if they need, you know, clean a wound or something. Digging around, you help where you can. A lot of the fire seems to have just naturally burned out. They also had some, what are they called? Bucket. The Bucket Brigade has helped put out a lot of the fires. You're helping mostly just put out the flames here and there, or making sure buildings are safe to enter with your knowledge of engineering. Roll your perception. 28. As you open up a door to one of the buildings, it strikes you as odd. The outside of this building is completely burned. The wood on the outside is blackened to where there are large gaps in the wood. By all means, it shouldn't be standing. As you look inside, it looks as if nothing had happened. The room is pristine. There's not even dust on the ground. What? Brass bolts is going on here? Do you want to investigate further? Yes. Roll your perception. Nat 20. With a nat 20, you start to find notes scribbled in a strange language you don't recognize. You're starting to see a signature of the old Lord signing away sections of the land 
to an unknown guild promising them the land once the orcs are taken care of promising supplies you find books black bound books of occult and of the darker deities the thing that catches your eye is the layout of the furniture it's not laid out to where it would be sensible it almost seems to have a strange pattern to it i need you to roll what is it roll your wisdom 18. you begin to take steps and begin measuring it and then you take out a small piece of paper and begin scrying it onto the paper then it starts to come into view all the furniture is laid out as a symbol of a rose uh the is, uh boy hey is this still on his head that is up to kalila make a roll for that because i don't trust my honesty <laughs> we will say okay let me hold on we will say evens yes no he's with kalila is, is odds. Sounds good. <laughs> Evens! He is still with you. Hey, uh, Mr. Spider. Tap your head. Uh, go get Kalila and Clyde and bring him over here. Scurry off. A few moments later, Kalila, your spider, approaches you. I will wonder where uh, Defibulus is since her spider's returned to her and be like, where's Defibulus? He leads you the way there. All right. Hugo will go and find Clyde. All right. Clyde, a spider crawls on you. Hello, Hugo. Taps you a couple of times. Yes, Hugo. Curry's way. Uh, if I'm healing some, like if I'm helping healing somebody, Clyde, he, he won't move. Yeah, he won't go far until you fo start to follow him. He'll continue this repetitiously until you figure it out. Well, if I'm engaged with healing somebody or cleaning rooms, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, until I'm done with that person and nobody else is in serious need, then I'll start to follow. Yep. You arrive in this strange building that is seemingly untouched from the outside. I'm sorry, from the inside is untouched. Inside, you Decrepit see... In the, on the outside. Yes, inside... The Fibulus is standing there with a strange paper that looks like he has been drawing on it. During the time you've waited, the Fibulus, you've also found the stem and small red objects that make the thorns as well. Alrighty. You'll keep blogging and cataloging and studying everything without touching anything and poking things you shouldn't. When Kalila gets there, she'll be like, you summoned me? But yes, uh, I found something weird here. Start to investigate. He will show her the picture, the books, everything. The rose, the yep. Okay. And since she knows that uh, her spider's also probably getting Clyde, she will wait for him to show up before discussing things. All right. Let's just say Clyde's there. 
Ah, welcome, Clyde. She goes, I was starting to suspect there was something at works here with the way that people's bones were remaining. Even after it had been burned. Defibulous will share and update Clyde with everything that he has discovered. Perfect. Thank you for updating me. Oh, I assume that I've been done. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, this was something to be expected because of the uh, the orc um, worshipping the bone god as well. So, one person was worshipping one bone god, the, the orcs were worshipping the other, and everyone in the middle got screwed over, right? Sounds mm. about right. No, I think... Well, I don't know. Yes, possibly. Because, well, the people of this town had nothing to do with the Bone God. Or at least most of the inhabitants. It was a war between... Your brother and... Well, your family pissing off some orcs that were following the Bone God as well. But my brother also works. Which one? I can figure out which one he works for. The bad one. The male. The female is probably the one that spoke to you. Guess. I don't know. I don't talk to gods normally. Well, I mean, I try to. I've only ever had it happen once in my life. Well, they can talk to you guys. I don't generally talk to them. About how it works. They talk to you. You don't really talk to them. Well, that's just one-sided and rude. She goes, but what I don't understand is why is this building preserved on the inside? It was completely destroyed on the outside, was it not? Maybe we'll show them that the, all the furniture is set up in the pattern of her rose. And goes, I suspect that has something to do with it. Yeah, that's a little obvious. So my question is, is which rose is it to? The rose can represent both gods, can it not? Or does uh, the male have a new symbol? That's not something I think that we know. Hmm. I'll think back to the symbol that his brother was using and compare it to this symbol. It looks like, by what you remember, your brother had more of a, I guess, artistic flair to it. Because it was almost like you would see the top of the rose, then it went into the, the stem and the th thorns. As if you were like looking down at a rose that was bent a little bit. Where this is more like the side view of the rose with the thorns. Yep, relay that to the group. That's how my brother's was, and this is the one that's different. What did uh, the one at the temple look like? It looked like it was from the side. By what right. you remember. And hence the single. And then so the top down one with the like kind of kink in it is the other hmm she goes well at the temple the the symbol of the rose looked more like this one which that one was tied to the female uh didn't uh, i can't remember now wasn't the temple like just both. to both of them though it could have been yes Either way, I think a lot of this... We should gather all the things up in here that's important. And I feel that we should make our way back to the Holy City in the morning. Yep, get away. Stay and help as much as we can for the day. Rest up for a journey back. 
I think uh, we should create this stuff up pretty quick and like put it somewhere secure so someone doesn't come over and you know walk off with it and who wants it. Yes, I True. agree. So you guys are going to start de-decorating this room? Yes. Okay. Oh, he, he'll give a, he'll give a high five for getting the other two to come over here. Do your little spidery high five back. So, who's going to start with packing things up? Probably all will at the same point in time. Maybe let's pick up the books and start stowing them. Kalila would be finding items that seemed relevant to their situation that would, the scholars would probably want to know. Are any of you guys taking any of the items that make the rows? Oh, the furniture? The furniture, there's also smaller items, stuff like that. Depending I mean, on what they are, there's, I'd say, a 50-50 chance. Most okay. likely, if they're used for the god, we, I would say we should take them. Well, we can't take all the furniture, not without going and finding uh, literally crates and hiring the mercenaries to load it up on a wagon that we don't have. I'm sure they wouldn't be too sad giving us a wagon to use. Probably not. I'm just merely stating we're creating things to put it where at the moment. Should one of us go and get something? Because, I mean, if we're, I'm saying take logical things, not everything. So if there's a chair, I wasn't expecting to pack up the chair. Well, here's the question. Is it safe to even pick this stuff up and move it? Well, I was going to say we should probably take everything that was used in the in the organization of the Rose. That way we can recreate it. So we should draw a map of it first, blueprint it out. Oh, you mean like this one? Yes, exactly. Like, don't or... gods get angry when you move their stuff like that? Well, these are also the paladins from the Holy City, too. They could possibly help us with that. I don't know. You guys talk to the gods, remember? Well, I think we're still in discussion of whether we're literally taking every piece of furniture and knickknack that was used, or if we're just packing up the relevant things. So the definite the question is, is what's considered relevant? Kalila does not feel the furniture should be moved and packed up, and more things that seem directly relevant. Not unless they're all enchanted. Which is going right. magic to make sure they're not all enchanted. As you look around, most of the furniture is mundane. Mm -hmm. The things that are not are what make the thorns of the rose. She will call that out so everybody can knows that. And point out, okay, this object, this object, this object, and that object, or however many there are, is magical. There are five items that make the thorns okay one is a book over a good god okay doesn't matter which one it's just a, one of the good gods that has been dipped in lamb's blood oh that's not good yeah okay the next is a small shield that has been chipped away to form a thorn 
and it is dipped in pig's blood. That's not good either. The next is a dagger. The blood on this has dried, but it is from tip to tang covered in blood. I'm sorry, I didn't comprehend that third one. What? A dagger. Okay. The blood has been dried, so it's that blacky, dark. Mm-hmm. And it is tip to tang covered in blood. But you don't know what kind. Okay. The fourth item is a scroll that has been dipped in blood to where the words are not legible. Mm-hmm. The last item looks like a hand that the fingers have been cut to make the symbol of a thorn. So all of them are in some way, shape, or form, deliberately or not, shaped like a, th a thorn. Are you touching any of these items? Not yet. Okay. Something covered in blood and glowing magical, I'm like, well, this is a thing, and don't touch it. If we take any objects, I think it's the magical ones that we should be taking, not the mundane furniture. Yeah, it'd be great if I could, like, pray over them and sanctify it enough to... That's what I need to get next, like, a sanctifying cloth that I can place over something that it won't do anything bad to me. Can you go ask one of the paladins to do it? I'm going to go ask one of the paladins if they have anything like that, because I don't really feel like them touching yeah, or go. Actually, we could pull in a, a, a higher ranking paladin to help us since this is evil. We need to get it back to the holy city for archival and research with the scholars. They're they're paladins of the holy city, so they would. I I kind of presume since we asked that they come and help us and kind of forced Sir Reginald into that, they would kind of answer to us while we're here. That's true, and I am gonna detect evil. Fair. <laughs> I mean, the blood could have been willing and therefore not evil. I mean, Some... you, when you put your... Uh, a, Component's a component. It's only you... evil with its intent. A component's a component. Fine. As you start to detect evil, it almost feels like you are in a whirlwind of alignments you feel normally you only have the the evil detection but something is giving you the ability to see good neutral and evil alignments swirling around the room it feels as if you are in the heart of a hurricane watching these walls of alignments whip around you i whip my hair back and forth you having uh, trouble there, Clyde? Yeah. There's too many alignments. It's everything. Wait. Good, bad, neutral. There's too many alignments. Yeah, I don't have a solution for that one, buddy. Sorry. Get that one either. How long do you need to keep your eyes closed? 18 seconds. Okay. So not long, just for a moment. Yeah. So, do we touch these things or leave them alone? Or go get another paladin to help us with moving these things? Uh, we could always call for that one, like, scryer person who can take messages to the rat guy and 
describe the items to him and then send a message back to to get back for it. If he's not dead, I can go looking for him. That messenger's probably alive somewhere here. I would hope. I would hope. Hey, Clyde. Yes, sir. Do you think we can make bullets that detect good and evil? So when you shoot somebody, they glow? Or I shoot past them and they glow. I'm not oh. getting into the mechanics of that. She's going to go see if she can find the rat scholar or the, the messenger scholar guy. If not a high-ranking paladin. As you exit, the one man you were speaking to has walked off. Okay. The mead that he was drinking is sitting on the edge of the wood, balanced. Half empty. Okay. You see the messenger talking to paladins and getting information and is writing it down. He's up and writing information down. He is talking to one of the... The messenger you are looking for is standing next to a paladin and they are discussing things and he is writing down information. Okay, sorry. I thought you were describing it was the guy that I talked to originally. He has walked off leaving a the bottle of mead half empty and balancing on where he was sitting. Mm, just because of Kalila's like one natural cat curiosity, but two, all of the involvement, she will at least walk over and peer into the mug just in case it's doing something weird. It was the bottle. It was like a bottle of mead. It's not doing anything weird, is it? As you look in, it's almost as if you are seeing the attack happen from the sky. You can see the top of a dragon breathing down lava as people are screaming and the bells are chiming. A few moments pass and it seems to disappear. Finds that bizarre that she could A, still see that effect in a bottle and see if it's mag that bottle's magical. The bottle is not. Okay, what about the liquid inside of it? It is not. It is okay. just regular, cheap mead. Weirder things has happened. She's not going to forget about this moment and kind of take the, like that extra five seconds like, uh, I'm staring, and now I'm going to go find this person. Like that extra, in case anything else happens or does before she turns her attention to her task. And then she'll go find that messenger. As you walk up to the messenger, he turns and gives you a smile. I am glad to see you are all right. Yes. How may I help you? You seem to have seeked me out. Yes, follow me, would you? Of course. And he follows. Actually, which paladin was he talking to? A lower ranking one. More of she like a cleric than a, uh, a true paladin. She'll snag him really quick and be like, who's still here and is like the highest ranking paladin? He mentions some woman's name. Does she recognize it? No. Can he point her out? Yes. You okay. find a woman dressed in mithril armor, kneeling down, tending to some wounded. She will look at the messenger and go, we need to grab her too. And then we will go to my destination. He she nods. approach that paladin. The paladin seems to look up, acknowledge you as she finishes bandaging the wound. 
Kalila will wait. She slowly stands and uses a small cloth to wipe her hands clean of the blood and then drops this uh, blood-soaked rag into a small bucket. She looks at you and gives you a slight bow. How may I help? We require potentially a high-ranking paladin in a particular area. Do you mind following me? Absolutely. Thank you. She will lead them back. Defibulous and Clyde, while you wait for Kalila, is there anything you would like to do? Could I have pinpointed any of the alignments to the objects, or was it just a hurricane? You are in the eye of the hurricane of alignments. So I don't know what alignments are what. Okay. Yep. Defibulous? Defibulous is still looking around the room, but not touching anything. Looking for, like, little secret compartments and other such things. Roll your perception. Nineteen. As you dig around, you find something that catches your eye. It seems to be hidden pretty well behind a bookshelf. You will have to move the bookshelf to get a clear view of it, but it looks like there might be something stowed behind it. Aww. Well, since Clyde is busy with being in the middle of a hurricane, Defibulous is going to see if he can move the bookcase and take a look at it. Roll your strength. Can I use the crowbar to pry it? Yes, you can. I'm not in a hurricane anymore. Jeez. Okay, Clyde, we know you're stuck in a hurricane. I whip my hair back and forth. Defibulous, see his hair moves. Just to himself. See it, move. Talking to Clyde, who doesn't know that you're talking about him. Uh, comes out to be a total of 18. With some fighting, you are able to free the bookshelf. I need a reflex check. Nat 20. All right. You are able to catch the bookshelf before it falls straight onto the ground. Ooh, 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 ooh. Better not do that anymore. Behind the bookshelf, there is a strange black vase that is capped and sealed with red wax. Next to a small red box with black nails holding the lid down. He's just going to make a face at it. Clyde. Yes, sir. If you're done... Swirling with alignment. Could you come here a second? Sure. I will come over to defeats. You see what I describe? Okay. I just found that. I ain't touching it. Mm. Do your detecting on it. No, thank you. <laughs> I will wait for the other paladins to assist me. A few moments pass, and... Kalila, the messenger, and the high-ranking paladin walk in. Sounds like a bad bar joke. As the paladin walks in, she visibly gets nauseous from the alignment swirl around her. I was about to tell you about that. I apologize for not acting sooner. She Um, holds her hand up. After a moment, she seems to be able to stabilize herself. This is why I brought you. Oh, I found something. What? Points of the face. 
the box and all. Is that. it magical? I don't know. No, I'm I'm asking. Kalila will. The vase is not. The uh -huh. wax is. Okay. Interestingly enough, the vase isn't, but the wax is certainly evil. The box, the wood, is magical, but the nails are mundane. And she will point that but, out as well. But it looks as if it was hammered with something that was enchanted that left specks of metal into the nails themselves. So whoever made this went through a lot of effort. But I brought you both here because I believe we should talk to the Rat Scholar and see what is important in keeping with this, because this clearly deals with one of the Bone Gods. And I figured it would be, we all figured it would be good to have a higher skilled paladin motioning to the paladin. Lady. She nods and looks around, clearly still every now and then getting that wave of nausea as she is still in the swirl of the alignments. The messenger seems to be completely unfazed by anything around him. Taking out the chalk, he goes to draw on the wall, but the chalk doesn't seem to react to anything. You try outside and I where there's not as much magic. He nods. Stepping out, he begins to work. She'll see if it works. The door, the magic doorway opens up. This time, the rat scholar comes to you. Oh, good. I was going to drag you through. Please, step well, in that good. door. He raises an eyebrow to Kalila and goes, And what mess have you brought me to? Why did you burn down right, this Now, thing? now, shut up. It wasn't my fault. Get in the door. And she shoves him inside. Stumbling in, he looks around and is confused. Begins to walk around, pacing the floor, studying the rose layout. <clears throat> well, that's, that's magical, and that's not, and why would you have a bench like this? No, no, wait, what is this? He walks over to the box and the vase. I found goes, those. Hmm? Yeah, I just found those. He goes to reach out and then stops. Tapping his cane down, he looks at the three of you. We will need to get these items back. The scholars will need to see them. But they are too unstable to go through the portal. How do you propose we even touch them or transport them? We will get you a crate that will enchant them to be protected against identification until they are back with us. Okay, but, but how do we put them in the crate? Carefully. Very, very carefully. <laughs> how carefully? <clears throat> well, I would suggest not touching them with your bare hand. Okay. As for the items that create the thorns, I feel as if we move them, that might disrupt what is going on. Give me a moment. I will return oh, with what you need. here. Okay. Walking off, he says something to the paladin under hushed breath, and then exits. Could I possibly hear with my cat-like hearing? Perception? Probably not. 15? Nope. Returning, he comes with a small box that is painted white and is covered in different colored runic symbols. One big enough for the vase, one big enough for the other box. He also has a 
box that is got a strange cloth laid inside of it. Now, you two gather up those two items as the paladin gathers up the thorns after you two three exit. Now, I must get back to work. I will see you back at the Holy City. Don't dawdle. We have things to do. And you have a flight to catch as he walks off. Flight? Flight? What? Flying is fun. At least I'm told it is. So they'll gather the objects up after we leave. They want you to gather up the Voss and the box. Uh-huh. And they have brought you two items to, or two boxes that will, that are covered in runic symbols to place them in. Is there like a pair of pliers? Nope. Forceps? Nope. Ticks. He said just do not touch them with your bare hands. So gloves okay. will work. We're overthinking this problem. Pretty much. I have cottons on. You want to try it? That's I'm get a blanket. It. Okay. All right. Clyde, which item are you picking up first? Mm, let's go with the dagger, I guess. No, vase or box. Oh, vase. As you pick up the vase, it seems to shake in your hand. You also hear mumbling. Not as if something is talking to you. It's as if something is talking to itself. As you place it in the box and your hands release, it seems as if it goes quiet. The box, on the other hand, all you hear are growls of a dragon. Deep in your mind, all you can feel are this deep, angry growls until you put the box away. Okay. Now, are you guys going to leave? Mm, I mean, we have everything and we've done everything that they asked, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not forgetting anything. The only thing that's left is the, for the paladin after you guys to leave to remove the thorns. We were supposed to remove the thorns or the paladin is supposed paladin. to? The paladin. Oh, okay. She does it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, yeah, I guess. Kalila will, but she's, I don't know. She's a little suspicious leaving everything, but she's, she's a cat. She's suspicious of everything. You are. As you three exit... The messenger is cleaning the door away from the wall he used. You hear the sound of wind picking up, followed by silence. The paladin walks off. Her armor looks as if it has been aged a thousand years. Uh, like you literally, that's how it looks, aged a thousand years? Yes. She looks haggard and tired, but doesn't look like she is aged. Kalila's just gonna point and nudge Clyde like, um, yeah. um. Detecting of the evil? You detect no evil. She still feels and looks the same. It just looks as if she had stayed up for several days without rest, and it looks like her armor had seen a thousand years of weather and battle. At least step in front of her in a polite like notion and be are you okay she slowly shakes her head yes as she begins to strip off the armor she literally 
looks exhausted. What happened? Everything happened. I've seen time. I have seen war. I feel like I have stepped back and forward through time. I have seen strange, strange creatures with metal faces and weapons that scream and shoot lightning. Look at the uh, 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 scholar guy and be like, get that door redrawn. As she continues to politely listen to the paladin. The paladin sits down and shakes her head. Pulling out her water, uh, pulling out a water skin, she takes a gulp of it and sighs. She goes, I was warned that the magic was weird. I didn't expect that. Yeah, and that's why we're going to get you back to the Holy City where you can, while it is fresh in your mind, have the scholars write down everything you can remember. She nods as the messenger finishes the door. Please retrieve um, Sir Reginald. His power should be able to withstand all this. She literally just pushes the box next to you. Those are all the items that needed to be boxed. We'll take care of it from here. You go through that door and get help. She nods. Leaving her damaged armor where it stands, she walks through. The messenger makes a notion that he will take care of her armor and return it to her. Several paladins that you can see help her to her feet and they sit down and make sure she is hydrated and fed as the scholars surround her and begin to ask her questions. <laughs> nope. The messenger waits a moment before racing the door and you three are able to now hop on a carriage and make your way to the Holy City. Okay. On to the Holy City. And that is where we're ending this episode. Well, my friends, it seems as if either the Bone God or the Bone Goddess had a follower inside of Iron Haven that seemed to be pulling some strings. With the discovery of the strange flower and the strange man who was able to tell Kalila much of the attack, leaving an echo in a bottle of cheap mead. It seems as if the adventurers have a way of finding the strange, the odd, and the dangerous. Now they must return to the holy city. What chaos and strangeness will follow them there? And what is in store for their future? Well, me friends, you'll have to find out next time we speak. For the night is full and it is time for us to say goodbye. And as always, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod. Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, 
please share us with your friends and rate and review us.